Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. And welcome, everybody, to my independence report. I am so lucky again, and today's a, an important day in the life of uh, Tommy Tika, and uh, uh, he's with us today, and he is from Finland. I believe that's, that's right. That's right. That's right. He's, he's from Finland. <laughs> he is a wonderful singer, songwriter, producer, writer, and, and does all the things and wears all the hats and produces some really, really cool music. I, I love what you what you do, and we're going to play some of it during this hour, and uh, we're just going to have a, a really good time because he is a great guy, and um, he's got to set the scenario up for you. Uh, it's morning here where I am, and the, where he is, it's nine o'clock at night. He is um, um, got the kids downstairs having pizza and stuff, and he snuck up here to take a couple of minutes with us, and uh, and then he's going to go watch a horror movie with the older kids when the younger <laughs> kids go to bed. That's it. Sounds to me like a classic Saturday night. It is. It's 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 wonderful. You know, one of the one of the greatest things about uh, having a lot of kids is that uh, you know the oldest one when oldest ones when they get to I don't know sixteen or eighteen, um, you know, just kind of their kids can never be friends, but they kind of become friends in the sense that you can watch those horror movies. While at the same time, there's a four year old downstairs that says that you know. I need dada, <laughs> no, and you know, and 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 sort of, uh, um, I I I love all the kids. Kids go through different phases, and and um, every every age that they hit is always going to be special somehow, some way. And right now, I just you know have all of it. It's it's rough, you know, as having six kids, <laughs> but but um, yeah, right, all boys too. They fight like cats and dogs man and um but but you know it's great because you, you you get the best of all world right now all the different ages that are going the 18 year old that's a bit of a challenge you know he comes home at one o'clock in the morning and reeks of perfume you know <laughs> and, and of course you know <laughs> Look on the you bright know. side. It's not an 18-year-old girl because you'd be out front with a shotgun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Wouldn't that be something else? Yeah. Uh, I've often wondered. I've often wondered about that. You know, I just, all the guys out there who've got daughters, you know, I just, man, it's got to be tough. Because you know exactly what teenage boys are like. Because you were a teenage boy at some point. <laughs> you were. You know, yeah. I mean, and, you know, sometimes I really feel, uh, <laughs> you know, feel for those guys because, um, you know, it, it's you kind of forget that there's somebody's daughters, you know, which, you know, I think that if you have a daughter, I don't know if you've got a daughter, but um, yeah, I mean, if you if you have a daughter, then I think that you probably feel a bit differently about well, oh, yeah. everything, you know. <laughs> oh, you do, and you and you want to put the 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 fright of of heaven and hell in the boys that come visit your daughter. Oh you yeah, sure, <laughs> yeah, that they're because you you know what they're thinking, and they know you know what they're thinking because you thought it when you were a kid. And, Ex uh, yeah, 
it, it, exactly. I, rem I remember being in my in my early twenties, and uh, one of my professors uh, at college. I was sort of a little bit, you know, absent-minded, thinking about something. So he walks up to me and says, "That Tom, what are you thinking?" You know, because I wasn't paying attention. That was a small group. And then before I, you know, answered, or I got a chance to answer because it took a while, he said, "That how old are you?" And I'm like, "I'm 23." And then he's like, "Oh my God, I know exactly what you're thinking. Stop it right now! Stop it!" <laughs> you know. <laughs> Not in my class, you know, and so, um, but yeah, I mean, it's too much information round about this time, but, um, um, but yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because you're going to watch a movie with the older boys. It's going to probably be a horror slash slasher film, and there's going to be lots of, you know, screaming and blood and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, I have an associate. She's got a three-year-old girl, and she watched uh, The Wizard of Oz for the first but time. They, there you go. I don't even know what they have planned. Um, every once in a while, I mean, I'm okay with the slasher, whatever. Um, but you know, we just they they had this very psychological horror movie, and and so so we watched it. it was super scary. And then my four year old woke up in the middle of the night, and 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 he was hysterical. I he obviously he didn't watch the movie, but but I watched the movie, and 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 um, so he's pointing to the corner. There's a man there i'm like there's no guy you know go to bed dad's here right and and but he keeps pointing to the corner screaming there's a man tell him to go away right and it's just like 4 a.m right oh, wow. and i'm like uh, get him to calm down falls asleep and then after i had watched that movie of course i start looking into the corner wondering if there really is a man you know <laughs> it took me a good while yeah because it was so you know like it, it was as if it, as if i was part of a horror movie it was that authentic and that's yeah. kind of scary somebody pointing like you know maybe five six times screaming and and so i'm, I'm like looking into the corner i'm thinking like jesus christ you know i just you know should i should I do something? You know, it makes a, the uh, back of your hair than the back of your head. Oh it's yeah, great. yeah, yeah. Exactly that feeling. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 really cool that uh, that you had six kids. Did you plan yeah. to have six kids, or this no, is just kind no, of just no. this was one of those you know man makes plans and God laughs. Uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and um, I mean it's it, it's wonderful, but at the same time laborious i mean you can just imagine you got six six kids and if everybody asks something of you every 10 minutes i mean that's like you know it that gives you a good idea of a normal or regular hour of my 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 <laughs> life on a saturday any given saturday so uh, when do you have time to sit down and to to write music if because you're ra busy raising six boys they're always wanting to do something oh um, yeah and, and and i'll you know the the answer to that is that is that um I've, I've always just needed five hours of sleep every night so i don't sleep more than five hours and i don't know why ever since i was uh in my 16 17 um i just i noticed that I can fully function with that. And so after the kids have gone to bed, after my wife's gone to bed, I come upstairs to my home studio. And and um, one night I might 
you know, lay down the basic track. And then a couple of, couple of days after that at night, I'll sing the, uh, you know, sing and maybe play a little bit of guitar. And, you know, it usually takes about a week that I've, I've, I've got a track ready. Wow. You, piecemeal, you, you know, working piecemeal like that. Exactly. But it, it's amazing to me that you keep all of that in your head and you keep it all straight. Yeah, it's one of the things, you know, I've been doing this for such a long time that it's already, I, I kind of played it. So when I actually pick up the guitar, I just play it. I, I don't, I don't need numerous takes. It's, it's just, it's there. I've already edited. I've edited everything. I edit everything in my head beforehand. And so I usually, usually sing a couple of times and then that's enough, you know, at, at, um when 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 you've done something your entire life um there are people who like countless takes and and just sort of mess around with it but and i do too but i just kind of do it silently in my head before i turn the microphone on you know and well no i was just i was just gonna say let's let's talk about your number one that's got a <laughs> The number one YouTube uh, or or iTunes, iTunes uh, single, yeah. which is called Doormat, that that has to make you feel good that 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 you reach number one, and it happened pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's wonderful. I feel super excited. Um, absolutely stoked. It is the only way to describe that. Does it feel like it validates the type of work that you do? I suppose. Yeah, yeah. It does. Yeah, it, it's. Um, I, I don't people often ask if if you know because if you only write for the charts or radio then you're bound to get very disappointed very soon it's just the way it is um and obviously i've experienced that long time ago as well but i mean if 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 you get a number one or even you know get into top 10 i think you know then it, it means that you're doing something right because really People have different goals. I, I, I've often gone on record to say that the reason why I do this is just, just that I find an audience, a bunch of people who, you know, nod their heads to what I'm doing, and that's 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 why I keep making music. Um, that's why I've why I've always done it. That's the reason. And so, for me, I don't think of it as like number one and. You know, let's let's get the champagne out. I I I think of it that I've I've managed to entertain, oh, which yeah. is it just means I've done my job properly. Um, well, and yeah. you know, and, and and so yeah, it's it's it 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 feels wonderful. Well, and it's uh, now that comes on hearts hearts on fire almost got to number one, didn't it? Yeah, it got to number two. That's damn close to number one in my book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. Right, exactly. That's what I said to Michael. Uh, that that you know, my label head. That you know, what, too bad I want to get to number one with that. And he said that you know, well, that's about the only thing that's better than number two. And so you know, and so so yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. It it it's just one of those things that I think you become a bit competitive and silly about looking, you know, staring at the charts as to where you are. But really, like I said, it, those are numbers. But yet, at the same time, I think I, I'd like to think that, uh, or 
not I'd like to think I I, I think that you know if I have an audience it, it it inspires me to if I know there's an audience out there who are sort of uh, who like what I'm doing and they're waiting for me to release something new it just keeps me going keeps me working it's it's inspiring and so I think that all of that is important through through or because of that reason and by the way I want to take a moment to just uh, thank Michael Stover for putting us together he is MTS uh, management and records and so he's got uh He's, he's got a bunch of folks that, that work with him. He works incredibly hard, and he is working to make sure that you guys get to number one. And so what does, yeah. when you get to number one on uh, iTunes, what does that mean exactly? How many, um, how many, how many downloads or, or, or plays? Is that what that means? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, it, it just means that a bunch of people, a big group of people have uh, downloaded your song and, and – um, and uh, a large group of people have listened to it. And then in, in the case of Doormat, it was actually rather cool because it stayed in, in top 40 for, for about a week, which means that uh, none of the other ones have really done that. And it, it just really, it stayed there for, for, for six days, which is, you know, in my world, in my, in my world was, was brilliant. You know. in, the, in the music world these days, things come and, come and go so fast um the, the the years ago there was a there was a guy it was the guy who wrote um i think it was crosby stills and nash but maybe steven stills or something my house uh that song and he said Graham nash yeah it's one of my favorite ones yeah yeah and he said at one point that that song bought him a house and bought him a second house and will and will keep him in in money for the rest of his life but those days are gone aren't they yeah they're gone you know i i'm i'm fortunate that way because i got i got to experience the tail end of it uh when when carmen gray my my first group were recorded for sony and warner um uh when when we were putting out records they were it was still the old world sort of and and if your song got on the radio that's what graham nash is talking about and became a staple um and then you know, yeah. I mean, Gates of Loneliness made both my brother and I a small fortune. I, I mean, but that that that's it. And then a couple other singles. But you know, that was really the tail end of of that. It it just it changed, and 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 the world as we knew it uh, never came back. And um, and it's a pity because you know, it 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 kind of means that music cannot really be anybody's or anybody's job unless you're super famous and um well you know it, it's like, it's like back in the 60s when yeah. the, the beatles were trying to get going they spent a lot of time in small sweaty clubs in in liverpool and then in hamburg and uh they spent you know did good literally playing six or eight hours a night six days yeah. a week and that's how they got good at what they did yeah and, and kids today don't get that same experience so i suppose the the um, professionalism and learning their craft isn't the same now because they're sitting at a computer most of the time yeah i mean it's all it's it's very different uh, i i think that um and obviously people people have um, even my vintage, we kind of had to uh, reinvent ourselves because computers obviously 
um, are what we work on. We, we, that's how we record. Might be real instruments if, if you're somebody like me. But, you know, you, you use a computer to record all that and to mix. And, um, and so um, it, it's, it's all changed. But, of course, it, you know, what, what's changed the most is, is the, the I've, we've spoken about this before, but quality control in the sense that it, it was a very elite crowd uh, even in the uh, um, even right after the millennium, um, who got you got who got signed and who ultimately got to make a record. Nowadays, anybody uh, can make a record in their living room with the software that's available. And and while that that while that's that's a good idea, you know that's great that that people can do that, but also means that then there's uh, you know I don't want to swear, but there's a shitload of music out there in the cyber world and um that isn't really worth a whole lot it you know because there i'm not saying that you know that 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 all of it is bad but um quite a bit of it is very unprofessional and you've got youtube filled with it spotify even because you know there are aggregators and if you pay them enough they put your music out as a result, the indie world has taken a beating. You know, you got these indie stations um, playing as many indie songs as they can, but it doesn't do anybody any good to just play ten artists a week and always different artists. What if you ever want to, you know, if you want to help indie folks, then you choose a couple of artists and you play the heck out of their song. Um, if you, it that's 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 how it was done with the large record companies and fm radio in the early days and you know the concept hasn't changed it's really the only thing that's going to work and so but right now we've got like a plethora of indie music of different level um and and um i think it's just gone crazy the, the basic idea i love but what it has turned into is this sort of circus where I listen to a lot of the songs and I realize that okay, the, so that's really out of tune, or it's not a pro, it's not a professional mix, or you can hear that the vocalist really isn't, just hasn't sung enough to make a record, and and uh, and then every once in a while you listen to something and you're thinking like, wow, I got to up my game, um, but um, but I mean those instances they do happen, but they're far less frequent than me listening to something and thinking that whoa you know just we need numerous retakes and there you go well you know and and you play all the instruments and you play them live you don't simulate any of them and i think right. that makes a really a hell of a difference when you're putting together a quality piece of material you also write your own lyrics and you do so you do you do it all and you do really a very nice job of all of it an amazing job in my mind I, I love what you do, and and what and what you do, I think, is more timeless than a lot of things that are just going to show up and then disappear. Um, in in our world, that's kind of the way it's going. But your your work is really is is really quality work. Well, that that that, that you know, thanks for those kind kind words. I I I, I, I try my best. I I think that you're right about the timelessness in the sense that I'm not referring to my own music necessarily, but Whenever, regardless of the time that you exist in, if you follow trends, 
um, what's going to happen is that at some point, then in the in the near future, what you what you've done will sound outdated, you, you, because trends come and go. It's always been the case, and whatever is the flavor of the month, perhaps isn't something that an artist with a longer or, or rather long career should turn him or herself into. Um, I I think that a lot of the new music that I hear. Uh, every once in a while, they hear a song that I like, and I kind of, I kind of like the minimalist approach. But yet, at the same time, I might use elements of it, um, little gimmicks that I hear. But you know, I, I, I agree. If, 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 if you go on trend completely, then you're going backwards, not forwards, and you know, your, your song's going to sound dated in about five years. It's just the way it is. You know, I keep waiting for this because in the early 60s, you had people like Pat Boone and mm. and people, you know, singers that <coughs> they didn't really write. And and they they somebody would give them a song and and they would play it. And, and a lot of it was that was very um, uh, sugar coated and was very soft. And then in 64, the Beatles came along and changed everything. I keep yeah. waiting for that to happen again. Do you think it's going to happen again because everybody's going to something brand new is going to hit, or is are we stuck in in this well, cyber you know, world of mediocrity? Well, if it's going to happen again, <clears throat> I hope it'll be Finnish invasion this time. You know, yeah, not exactly. the British, right? <clears throat> but <laughs> and of course, I'd like to be leading it. Um, but um, all right, but you know. At, at, I don't think it's it's going to happen again. I think that one of the things that's, you know, whatever's going to happen, you and I can't even envision. I, I, you know, it's a little bit like life before cell phones. You know, if somebody had come to you in the 80s and told you that, you know, there's a time when you just kind of text and everybody can get a hold of you whenever they want to, you would have probably gotten quite upset. Like, do you think I'm down? It's never going to happen. You know, right. and and um, because it was so far in the future, none of us really saw it coming. I think in terms of music, I was having this conversation with my brother, and he's more convinced that rock and roll will never make comeback as it was. He might be right because if you listen to the rock and roll made these days or rock, it's almost as produced as pop, yes. and it's using the same gimmicks, it's using the same melodies, everything sounds the same except you have the guitars. And and even those are kind of like, you know, it, it's fixed with a the computer. Uh, they sound very impersonal or, you know, very like unlike listening Keith Richards play. It's always you can, because it hasn't been fixed, his style and his touch. It's always going to be there separating him from everyone else. But the way it's gone these days, I don't, I don't really, you know, I, I wish... I hope that there will be the same type of musical revolution as there was in the early 90s, which is my era, uh, with Oasis and all the bands that kind of put an sure. end to, you know, sugar-coated pop music. Um, or in the maybe 67 when Jimi Hendrix experience came and everything started, you know, happening or moving towards that direction. And, you know, it's just like people like Pat Boone just sounded at that point ridiculous. Yes. Everybody was like, why, why why did they ever even exist? Yeah. And then of course when that first wave went past, people started seeing value in the old stuff again. But um 
but yeah, I mean, one of the things that we share uh, or today shares with, with the times that you were referring to is that we have a, a huge amount of artists who don't really write their own stuff. And even if they do, they need lots of help from the producers and musicians that help them create these records that are ultimately more products than, you know, more products than products of their imagination. And, um, and I think that that's exactly where we are. I think modern day pop is very similar to what pop was before the Beatles. It, it, you know, it's controlled by producers, controlled by radio station. It's all very generic. It's all almost one song. There are, you know, I, there. Now that I say these people could point out that what about this, and then I'd say, yeah, it's that's a great song. It doesn't sound like any, but ninety percent of it is. And you know, I'm I'm not a great fan of what's happening, obviously. Uh, and I'm not, but I'm not going to say that it's all junk because it isn't. But I also do um, wish that uh, there will be a change. I keep praying for that Finnish invasion, but I don't think it's going to happen, man. Well, we're <laughs> going to start that Finnish invasion today because <laughs> I want to. Can I play uh, Doormat? Yeah, it sounds great, man. Uh, now this is a song that was number one on uh, iTunes, and uh, and I've got I've actually got three songs. I'm not going to keep you for the whole time. I'll play the other two um, after we say goodbye, so that people can hear it. But you can go watch a horror movie. Hey, um, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> which would be good for you. But I wanted to get your take on 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 Doormat before I play it. What's it about? Well, it it it's very um, old school blues tune, uh, and. Um, I wrote it because I realized as I was listening to the Beatles um, for that, you know, hundredth time or a uh, millionth time. Maybe. Yeah, right, thousands. Yeah. Um, it, that, that, you know, there's a song uh, on Rubber Soul uh, called uh, Run for Your Life. I'd I'm rather see right. I'd rather see you dead little girl than to be with another man. Right. <laughs> it's a very it's very threatening lyric. Um and and it's very violent lyric as Lennon wrote a lot of those. For instance, you can't do that. Yeah. Which is where the leaving you flat line comes from, you know. Um and I realized that, you know, for the because I had listened to a lot of the old blues records, my my dad's blues records, uh, that I've downstairs, Robert Johnson, uh Muddy Water and 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 of course the the type of lyric or the type of uh, song that Lennon was writing would run for your life. That's where it comes from. It comes from all those old blues lyrics, you know, which basically is if you cheat on me, I'll kill you. You know, which was I suppose okay. You think about that nowadays on the radio. You can't do you, that. You can't anymore. do it because everything has to be like you know. I like your body, I like your sex, I like your dance and booty, 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 you know, and whatever. And and it's sugar-coated and it's like everybody's wearing flash clothes and it's just, you know, it's like Dynasty. Yeah. Music ver music it's version like of Dallas and Dynasty. Yeah. Very good. But, any <laughs> but anyway, that's where Doormat came from. And so I started playing this acoustic riff and um, I started thinking of Robert Johnson and those Lennon songs and and Carlos Santana maybe a little bit, um, and and Black Magic Woman, and 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 I wanted to write a chorus that's kind of nasty sounding, you know, that it it has the blues twang in it, you know, and 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 um, 
wrote many different versions and then listened back to them a couple of weeks after and 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 the chorus that you hear now on doormat was it was clear that that was it that was the winner and you know and so but i wanted to write the lyrics pretty much uh, in the style of robert johnson and all those old blues songs you got the red-eyed demon there and somebody going to the holy man asking about the woman who says that she's from below you know <laughs> don't mess with her you know she'll kill you demons danger you know rattlesnake tail and just all of it i just wanted to put all of it there because you know it's 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 one way of looking at relationships mm-hmm. nowadays when every everything has to be little pink houses and and um la la land you know it, it's you and and every once in a while if i'm walking past the church you see a young couple getting married and then i think about you know that hopefully they'll be at least a little bit happy because you know going back to what paul mccartney said once in an on an in an interview when he was asked i don't remember what show he was on i'm, I'm gonna guess um he, he was asked um what is the secret to long marriage and of course he was married to linda for like two thousand years and you know be, be, <laughs> yep. before she passed away it's so sad by the way incredibly sad but mccartney's answer was you know what's the secret to long marriage his answer was don't don't get divorced. <laughs> I mean, and, and I think that that's brilliant. That's brilliant because I think you know, that's it. I, I think that if you're married for 40 years, like some people are, or 50 years, like my parents were, I think there are moments when you just want to walk out, you know? And and if there aren't, then one of you is lying. <laughs> and, in, and, and, and in many ways, in many ways, I think, you know, there has to be. It, it, there, there is and 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 when referencing a, a interview that linda did she said we have arguments we have rose all the time and uh, uh but at the end of the day we love each other and that's uh, it yeah you know she's my girl and he said once yeah and, you know and and they had one of the longest marriages in in music um, yeah it yeah. was like 29 years or something that she incredible had. yeah it's just you know awesome but that's that's, that's now, you know. just, just just as a thought, do you suppose that he was loyal to her because he'd had so many women in his life that he was done messing around with with the, the the girls that were dropping from the ceiling when he was you know on tour with the Beatles and all that kind of stuff? Do you think his experience just made it so that he was he wanted to stay at home and have kids and and he had sowed all the wild oats he wanted to? Yeah, sow. That's. I mean that's the explanation he gives on multiple occasions. Uh, just I remember the line from one interview where he said that he realized, or he he was very very aware of the fact that you can't be a playboy all your life, and uh, that's almost a direct quote. And um, and I think that's exactly it. And also I think if you meet someone that you truly connect with, that is very rare. I think if we had now if we randomly pulled twenty couples here, just you know I don't know where we would find them but if we had them here regardless of the state of their marriage or what they truly how they truly feel about each other everybody would say that they have a great connection i would like to challenge that i don't think people usually do you see these old couples and you realize um that they don't necessarily even know each other that well not everybody has deep conversations not everybody is able to reflect on themselves or the other person um and and i think you know, it may be perhaps, and I'm guessing, 
they had this the rarest of things the actual true connection and there is a a level of i was married for 24 years and we never had a really deep connection of she could tell what i was thinking and i could tell what she was thinking and we were we were a team and we were uh in this together to the end regardless one like that it was superficial and most of us i think are kind of very superficial in that way is that we're scared of being hurt or we 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 didn't we didn't come we weren't brought up that way and our parents weren't that way or whatever the the reason is and so when you just have a superficial relationship you don't get deep enough to form a deep seated love for somebody oh yeah and i mean if it's true and and how true and if you don't develop that you truly don't get to know the other person and how can you trust somebody you don't know i mean these are huge questions i think that you know when you're in your early 20s is something that you don't even really necessarily um think about but um but love is a long road and if you're lucky life is very long and i think at some point you know if if let's just go for the uh easiest explanation or the easiest situation where one of you wants to talk and I get to know the other person and discuss everything, you know, the the bad stuff and the good stuff and, and you know, and just the relationship. And the other one just isn't capable of doing that for, for whatever reason. That doesn't mean that you have two people out of which one is terrible and the other one isn't. It just means that there's no compatib- compatibility. And right. and think if, if, if that doesn't exist, that, that you know, um, chemistry and compatibility, then it where do you go and it's really 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 easy to just kind of drift apart even though you're in the same house and oh yeah you're totally alone true yeah yeah and 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 then you then you have nowhere to go and that's where and that's when some entity comes from outside and is a really hot thing or uh, somebody that uh, you know he's old hat i want something and that's where the the affairs come from and that's and that's that's right and that cripples the marriage because you start looking outside of the marriage yeah and, and i i don't think it's you know it's i i think it was ringo star who said one in one interview that it isn't that you wake up one morning and decide that i'm going to look for it outside the marriage it's it's just that I think that you kind of pine away and 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 wither away or the love withers away for a long time, and then something comes along and kind of wakes you up and reminds you of how you should be feeling. The sad thing, of course, is that a lot of people who go for these, let's call them uh, band aids, it what what's going to happen is that they don't, <laughs> don't just wreck their marriage. But they also realized within a couple of months that this new person was just sort of worse than the old one, really. It, it but you know, desperate, desperate. You know, when people get desperate, they do desperate and, and let's not say sup- stupid things, but silly things that they regret. And um, dude, we've all been there at some point in our in our lives, and 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 uh, I wish I had always been able to think clearly um when that rough patch hits or uh when i was in the middle of it or whatever when it was happening but obviously i haven't um and um doormat 
in itself isn't about that it's about meeting somebody who's just two timing you is no good and you kind of hooked on the have been hooked on the relationship because sex is great but really you wake up every morning hating yourself and the world <laughs> and um until one morning you decide that i'm gonna drop that you know beep you know i just can't say the word <laughs> right but um and and that's what doormat is about that you know you end up hating somebody so much that you don't just want to leave them you want to leave them flat and make them your doormat you know oh, that it nice. isn't enough anymore to just leave because leaving without hurting the other person means you've completely lost you've lost anyway but yes. that's what the old blue standards were really about that's what lennon sang about definitely what jagger sang about and i just thought it was time for me to sit down and write one of those and it went to number one so apparently there's a whole one. bunch of there's a whole bunch of pain out there that we all share <laughs> oh my god what a way of thinking about it but yeah i guess you know yeah uh, but it's very you know you put two people together in in the room and you keep them there for long enough there's a fight and then you know i just do the math you know that's what marriages really are mm -hmm. you know it, it's but then again you know the best of you know somebody said that it if if you can be with someone and fight constructively even if it's every day it's a great marriage and i think this is the what you know if there are younger folks listening to this somebody who's uh uh getting ready to get married that's what it's about it it, it it's about how you fight it's not it's good to fight but if it's not getting you anywhere then <laughs> that's the bad fight that you know you've got 10 years and you're still on the same topic Exactly. You know, it's, it's like you know what happened you know it, um, it ceases to be any fun it it totally does so this is tommy tika and the name of the song is doormat you'll enjoy this thoroughly and we'll be right back after this song i can see from miles i know what you do when I'm not around There's magic in my eyes I ain't no fool I ain't no clown I heard from a friend Who heard from a friend You sleep around There's just one thing Left to do Before I skip town Before I skip town Bye. 
there's a reason why that song went to number one. That is a great tune, Tommy. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate that. It really is. It really is. And, and you know, it's so true. It's like, that's a bitch from hell. Is <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And, of course, you know, that's the bad side of songwriting, that you always get the one-sided view. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure the bitch, I'm sure the bitch from hell would feel the same way about the singer, you know. So, right? and, speaking of which, I just wanted to compliment you. You have got a great uh, voice. What What is your range? Have you ever Have you ever looked it's, at that? It, it's still pretty. Uh, I think three octaves. Uh, I I I can sing low and I can sing high. Uh, and and for the time being, it's always I've had a huge um range. It, it's it's one of the things where um, I started singing early and 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 start practicing harmonies and, and I think that from that it came that okay, you can have because even doormat you have three octaves you have you, 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 it's all there it's just silence so that it brings it's not silence but it's, it's kind of down in the mix just that's why you have have it so huge you've got the harmonies there as well but it's it's I sing it very low. I sing it where you hear me singing it, and then there's you know an octave higher there, and in between everything there you have the harmonies, and so it's actually it's rather huge. That's I didn't do a very good job explaining it, but you know it's <laughs> no, you did. I just mean, <laughs> no, you did, and 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 ladies and gentlemen, every instrument is real. Every instrument was played by Tommy, and and the, all the vocals were done by Tommy, and the production and uh, the whole thing. And and you are an extraordinarily talented fella. And I really hope that uh, the uh, wave from Finland comes soon. Well, yeah, the the Finnish invasion. That's what we're working on. Um, yeah, it, it's mostly me. It's, I got to say though that um, my producer Janne Saksa helped helped um with the mix and i think he plays bass on that track i had a bass track there but he said that do you mind if i give it a go and i said that can you can you play better than i and he said yeah <laughs> so i thought okay <laughs> you know just do it um i started laughing and he does a fantastic job um so the, he's on bass there and and just you know for fairness sake michael stover did a tremendous job uh, being the executive producer on not just Dormant but the entire new album, those songs went back and forth, and and while Michael wasn't playing anything, um, I ultimately would then arrange and play all the instruments, and even if Yanne did play something, he played the same notes and at least ninety nine percent of the same notes, and just had a different feel, and um, it. But that's. That's what Michael did he, he, on this particular track. Um, he, for instance, said that you know why don't you have a Carlos Santana type of solo that you bring in the you know the the congas and the bongos and and then he had the idea of the rattlesnake shake there and 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 so he would bring in a lot of great ideas. Um, or if he felt that if he felt that the second verse was sort of it needed something more like there's an ad lib guitar and stuff and and even clavier and and that sort of thing so he in 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 reality yeah it's all me but the creative input from michael and yana was was um invaluable to be honest with you now this is uh september 25th 2021 what's the name of the album that dropped today um this is my happy face is the name of the album and it's of course a very grim album and um hence the title (laughs) 
Um, it, it, you know, the, the story of the album is actually rather, uh, rather odd. I, I sadly, I lost my dad a couple of years ago and, um, <clears throat> and then I had this weirdest dream about six months after he had passed where I got up in the middle of the night to fetch, uh, or get a glass of water from the kitchen. And I was obviously dreaming because my dad was sitting on the couch. I, I, uh, we have a rather large downstairs, which you can see into the living room um if you walk from our bedroom to the kitchen and, and he was sitting there and just sort of signaled me to come over and we were chatting and um it was a wonderful feeling and we kind of i got closure on a lot of the things that uh, were left unsaid and done i think i needed that dream in that way but then when it was time to you know i, I told my dad that i gotta go to bed that you know i i loved hanging out with you but i gotta wake up in a couple of hours and he said, yeah, yeah, sure, man. It was great seeing you. And we hugged. And he was smoking. He was smoking a cigarette. And, we, you know, it was weird because that was one of the things that we always fought about. Um, I, I hate it. I didn't want any cigarettes around as a kid. You know, the smoke and everything. I hated that. And, and uh, that was sort of a constant quarrel between us. And, of course, lo and behold, in, in the dream, that's exactly what he was doing. And when he hugged me, he accidentally burnt my neck with his uh, cigarette in the dream. And he apologized profusely. And I said, that, look, dude, you know, I don't really care that I got to spend time with you. And that's all that matters. That come back again. And he said, I will. I haven't seen him in, in a dream since. But then when I woke up in the morning and I, you know, I went, I went to, to shave, I noticed a red spot right here. That looked exactly as if a cigarette had burnt me on the neck. And it was the weirdest moment of my entire life. I even woke up my wife and I said, that, look, what does this look like to you? And, and she said, yeah, it looks like a cigarette burn. And I said, yeah, see, this is the th strange thing because I had this dream. And she doesn't believe in any of that stuff. She's like, you, you kind of probably pinched yourself, which is most likely the case obviously but i at, but at that point then i got interested in life after death and all these occurrences and and there was a show on netflix that i started watching it's just a couple of weeks after this incident and um and so that kind of inspired the whole album really that that dream and 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 that show and um and and that's how the album came about so i contacted michael and I said what if i write a sequence of songs that it's the whole album starts with with the suicide of the protagonist. This first song is called "Bullet in the Head," and and the last song is called "Garden of Judas," and that's you know where the guy ends up having committed suicide. And in between those two tracks are all these events that flash before his eyes before he before it kind of everything goes black. And so it's a grim album in a way, but but that's just one level of it. In reality, it's celebrating that guy's life. I believe firmly that your dream was more than a dream. Yeah, me too. And that your dad came to see you because he he knew you needed closure. He really wanted to to touch touch lives with you again. And he's with you all the time now. Yeah, you, you may not have a dream of him but he is there you know he's he's there to take care of you and he's very interested in you the family um all the major events that happen and all that kind of stuff i i really honestly believe that um and i will actually no let me put it another way i know that to be true yeah yeah it's 
thanks man I, that's that's how i feel too i um uh, it was just too real um for not to have happen i um i i and i really did need closure there were issues that i that were sort of uh well killing me to put it bluntly and and um as a result of the dream as strange as it sounds i was able to let things go I, no question about it and that's the entire intent because when he got to the other side and he had a time to reflect on the things that uh, happened with your relationship and 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 how a lot of things were unresolved he felt the need to be able to come to you and and to work it out and i really think that the uh, cigarette burn was his way of saying it wasn't a dream yeah that's, it was real yeah that's what i think too and the funny part is that you know i grew up in the states and and uh my dad was very finnish and it was difficult at some point to because Finns are kind of like if they're hard to read if if you're from the anglo-saxon culture it's it looks like they're always in a bad mood and 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 you know that they're not but but to somebody like me um um and so i would always go to my dad when he was and, and say that like are you in a bad mood and he used to say like this is my happy face you know and 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 so you know and i'm like well you could have fooled me there dad because he'd be like you know and and and, and so you know and it was just actually my wife's idea too uh, uh and you know why not call the album that and she designed the cover which is me dressed up as a clown and um uh, of course doormat music video has me dressed up as a woman um which 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 was incredible because it was sort of uh, her idea was that uh you know we make a music video which is a greek play and in those greek plays men played all the parts even the right. parts of women and and because women weren't allowed on stage then and so that's that's what i do you know it's like two female characters and that's me dressed up as a, as a woman that's that's, it was that's great a, fun. that that's a wonderful album and the name of the album again is this is my happy face. Go pick it up. Where's the best place they can go to get it? Um, and so that you actually, I don't know, get paid for it. Well, I think Bandcamp is probably the best one. If 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 um um if somebody wants to make sure that I eat, skinny. <laughs> but no, the reason why Bandcamp is the best place to go is that if you do pay for the album and download it, um, you get a little extra, which is the booklet um the digital booklet that you can download um along with music along with the music and uh it's got an essay explaining the album telling the story of of my dream as well as uh multiple different uh photos of uh, of different stages of me becoming clown my wife had this idea that we'll take a picture of me as is and then i have a little bit makeup on my face on the next picture a little bit more and then at the end i'm a full-blown clown so you get that, and then there are the lyrics, and it's quite a nice uh, booklet, to be honest with you. I think I think that's awesome. Would you come on and talk about that album again and your experience with that dream? And we we could do that on KKNW um, oh. because that would be that would be awesome to to talk about that because I think that happens to all of us, and a lot of us just say, "Yeah, it's, it's a fucking dream," and it yeah. has nothing to do with anything. But but they're trying. They don't have a body anymore. But they're trying to get through to us um, in a meaningful way. Yeah. Oh, I'd I'd love to. Yeah. Sounds great. Count me in, man. 
You betcha. And you know what? I'm willing to bet that the kids are done with the pizza now and that they're yep. ready to see you. The four-year-old's got to go to bed and they're ready to see you to watch the uh, the the movie. So that so. I'm going to go downstairs, make sure all the doors and windows are locked. <laughs> and then we're going to watch horror. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. Tommy Tika and uh, the name of the song that we just played is called Doormat. The name of the album again is this is my happy face this is my happy face go get the album i think it's dynamic it's gonna it's gonna be great fun and uh and stay stay with me because uh, there's a couple of songs that from uh the first interviews that we did with tommy that i'm gonna play for you um and but i'm gonna let tommy go because he's got six kids downstairs by the way i had to ask you before you go how many gallons of milk do you buy a week a lot man and and but luckily you know they don't drink milk that much but just just you know to give you an idea of how many pizzas i made today well the oldest one is gone now because he's staying at, at at my aunt's house actually um um i did call my aunt make sure that he was actually there you know i just like um but anyway um i usually there's six kids and there's my wife and i and when i make pizzas that's about i don't know 14 pizzas oh jeez and my wife and I share one. <laughs> yep. So the kids come and they eat 13 pizzas. So this is why you need to go to band camp and download the album. <laughs> I got to stop kidding, man, you know. Um, no, you deserve to get, you honestly, I believe wholeheartedly that you deserve to get paid for what you do. And what you do well, is be, dynamic. That'd be a nice one. One day, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> Our guest has been uh, Tommy Tika. He and uh, go get the album. Go um, uh, look at his music. Um, go to. Do you have a website? You have a website too, right? Yeah, www.tomtika.com. And that's w, uh, yeah, three W's there. Yeah, but everybody yeah. has. Yeah, and that's T I K K A is is, yeah. is Tika, like and, the Indian Indian curry paste. Exactly. <laughs> There's a story yeah. with that too. I remember once going to uh, uh, an Indian restaurant and. Um, I used my credit card to pay, and they noticed that my last name was Tika. You know, and I said that, yeah, that's right. I'm the Spice God. But <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, it's it's always a pleasure talking to you. You're an amazing man, and and you got a great heart. And I really and I really appreciate the man that you are. Likewise, man. I'm looking forward to the next chat. Yes, it'll it'll be great fun. So, Tommy Tika has been our guest, and he's going to go. Um, have, did you finish your pizza? I'm I'm going to take the pizza with me to the TV room, and while I watch the slasher movie, um, I'll I'll eat the pizza. <laughs> Very nice. Again, uh, Tommy Tika has been our guest, and thank you so much, sir. And this <laughs> is this is probably coming up is probably my favorite song followed by my next favorite song which is hearts on fire and then uh, turn back time unfortunately turn back time we can't play on am radio because he says the s word in it but other than that we're good to, we're good to go so tommy thank you so much for being on the show thanks man thanks for having me on the show you have yourself a great saturday night you too see you man take care cheers
Tommy Tika, and he's from Finland. He's a great singer-songwriter and a really nice guy, and he takes care of six kids. I want to thank everybody for joining me today on my Independence Report. I want to also alert you to the fact that we've got another YouTube channel and another uh, podcast that is now going to be called Mind, or excuse me, <laughs> um, Positive Talk Radio. It's going to be mirror the show that I'm going to do on KKNW 1150 AM, Mondays at 9 AM Pacific and Wednesdays at 4 PM Pacific. And I hope that you'll, uh, you can stream that live as well from anywhere in the world. I hope that you'll go there and do that. And uh, again, I'd like to thank everybody for being here on my independence report. And uh, it's Saturday here. I hope you'll have a great day, everybody. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.